0: To uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Yo yo, what's up everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded with my brother, Mr. Justin Sharp. So Justin is a serial entrepreneur at heart and truly desires to assist as many people as he can to upgrade their lives and business. I could talk a lot about his business success and his accolades and his that world because that's where I met him, but this episode actually touched on a lot of his personal philosophies. You know, one of the things that really drew me into Justin is how deep of a thinker he is and as somebody who practices reflection on a monthly basis if you've been listening to the show for a while you realize reflection is no like the art of awareness and and creating awareness in my in my own life is is a very high value and when i met justin i saw the way that he was looking at himself he was examining some of the triggers and and the way that he was actually synthesizing and processing and making connections and asking questions when i saw the way he was doing the inner work it blew me away, and that's what we went deep in this podcast episode. We talked a lot about how Justin actually practices awareness, how he practices self love, how he practices reflection, what tools does he use to go inward and pay attention to his stories that are all rooted from his own very difficult childhood experiences i mean when when Justin opened up later in the conversation about. All the things that he had been through as a child and how that informed who he is today it kind of blew me away. And for me to see somebody who has gone through such a challenging childhood and has lived through so many different life experiences, avatars, so many different roles, for, for me to see somebody who's so articulate at expressing all the different dimensions of the human experience was just so profound. And I mean... Gosh, I took so much away from this conversation. And the biggest perspective, I guess, being this reminder that purpose is not what you do. It is expressed in who you are and really, truly actually coming back to all the things that make you who you are, are the things that matter. It isn't what you do in the world. It's not this ticker of, oh, I helped this many people. It's all of your stories, the the things that that make you, you. It's your values. It's the way you communicate with others. And and being able to to get to know thyself is the greatest purpose that we can all step into. Because the more you know yourself, the more you have access to, the more wisdom you can draw from as you are in the presence of another. And I just love this conversation with Justin. You know, we it really heated up later on. I mean, like I was asking some questions I did not anticipate asking and he was going in places I did not anticipate the conversation to go so I hope you guys enjoy this conversation and I hope you guys really take a lot from Justin's uh lived experience you know he he truly has gone through a lot and has learned different systems and frameworks for processing his own Um, challenges and his own emotional experiences, and more importantly, learning from them and integrating those lessons into a way of life that is filled with more gratitude, with more love, with more connection, with more service, with all of the traits that I believe we're all in some way, shape, or form looking to experience more of. So enjoy the conversation if you haven't already subscribe to us on any of the podcast apps leave a review for the show if you haven't it goes such a long way and other people learning about the show finding the show me learning about what's resonating for you and so much more yeah enjoy this conversation guys and without further ado here is the amazing mr justin sharp enjoy Yo, yo, yo. What is up, everyone? And welcome to this week's very special episode of Stay Grounded. I am sitting across from my brother. It is good to see you here, Justin. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much, Raj. Super excited to be here. Any chance I really get to hang out with you is awesome, actually.
0: I know, man. I, I remembered when we our first conversations in New Orleans and they were... uh We didn't really hold back. We kind of went deep into the rabbit hole (laughs) and just continuing to kind of, you know, be in your life and observe your journey and hear about how you're sort of processing a lot of the the awarenesses that you're experiencing around self-love, around your own childhood experiences and how that's allowing you to show up differently in your life is really inspiring for me. So I would love to maybe just even start there around like your processes for reflection and awareness, how do you go about actually like reflecting on your life and, and sort of finding aspects of yourself that are sort of hidden in the subconscious? You know, like, I think we're, we're all sort of operating with these sort of unconscious beliefs and stories and realizations, but it takes true awareness and skill sets and mastery to sort of bring those unconscious Operating systems to conscious lights. Like, how have you been able to do that in your life and would love to share any context or or any personal stories that you feel might aid, you know, that exploration?
1: Honestly, it's it's been an ongoing journey of development, right? So I become more and more aware as I learn the depths of myself, right? So what I mean by that, just recently couple months ago, month and a half ago, whatever it was, I was on private island in Croatia. And there was an event that happened. And the reception of that event, what I witnessed from others, uh, what I what had happened, I had collapsed by the pool, my head's in the water. And it was completely it was nothing. I was actually overhydrated. I drank a ton of water, wasn't getting the electrolytes in. I was in a deep squat for a long while. You know, I stand up after a while. Feel my I go to grab an umbrella. Clearly, I didn't catch it. And I'm waking up as people are waking me up. But it was the reception I received, like how emotional it was for everyone else. It was traumatic for them. I felt amazing beforehand, felt amazing after. There was a doctor there, like literally legit. It was just a circumstantial thing. The reception that I received and the emotions that I was able to feel in that moment, it was a level of emotion that I hadn't experienced in my life has throughout the majority of my life. So when I went to go then examine that over the next few days, just kind of looking at how I'm now processing emotions and how does that feel different and asking myself questions to try to understand what it is that I'm now experiencing from an emotional level. And then I'm able to see various walls that I had put up from an emotional standpoint to deal with the trauma that I was experiencing as a child, start to crumble. Witnessing that and then I went into writing and journaling and just meditating on trying to process that. Both the, the experience itself, why was that? Why did that even cause these emotions? Because it's not like it was something super abstract or crazy or life-altering in that sense. And then I'm... As like I'm experiencing these emotions, kind of like in my mind, subconscious or whatever, it's almost like I can see these mental walls, if you will, that I had built crumble. So I'm trying to process that. Just one in amazement that I'm able to kind of witness that, right, and and be that self present and aware that I'm kind of feeling those shifts happen in me. But the reflection is really, how does this connect with the work that I was doing prior on my mental state? Right, this singular event wasn't the cause of this kind of breakthrough and this shift. Right, I had been working for a couple of years, specifically on dealing with these hidden areas in my mind and in my psyche, which was brought forth to me again in an unexpected way a few years back. Like, uh, I was coming back from a deployment, I had this picture with uh, a few buddies uh, at a dinner before I left. And I don't know why it was that picture, but that picture, what it demonstrated to me was that I had the developed a form of body dysmorphia, right? What I saw every time I looked in the mirror, any other pictures I had seen, whatever it was, that wasn't actually what I was seeing—like my real self of how everyone else saw me, size, everything. I trained all the time, and it was just a different. What it showed me, though. It wasn't so much, I mean, the picture that to me is still fascinating. Like, why this picture, whatever. Right. right? But I had thought that I had already dealt with all the trauma that I had gone through as a kid. And like, oh, no, that didn't affect me. No, this wasn't like, no, I'm good. All those things. Right. I thought I knew the ways that my mind would trick myself. Right. Like, I could see it happening. I'm like, no, that's not a, (laughs) like, why did I think that? Or no, you know, Justin, you're being don't do that. You said, whatever it is. This one was out of left field. I had no idea. Like I didn't see this coming. So that got me going into, okay, well, what is it that I haven't addressed? What is it that's causing these blocks? Why am I not showing up how I want to show up? Like why is it so hard to do certain things that I said, these are what I want to do. Right. So I started really examining going deeper in the process of doing that. I'm just opening myself up to all these various techniques. And I've, studied meditation and yoga and all these various things for, for 20 years, you know, started it real early when I was like 18. And so I've learned different techniques along the way to do different things with meditation, right? Because meditation takes right. so it's... many different forms. But yeah. uh, in the process of doing that, what I hadn't really done was go into my body. Like I hadn't gone into myself Thing. So Indeed. then I started to yeah. learn about like kind of reading cues from my body and then trying to then address those things and how I shifted my mindset internal when thoughts would cross my purview was far more focused and present meaning when a thought came through there was no judgment on the thought like it could have been what maybe society would deem as a negative thought but then it was like, Hmm, that's interesting. Why would I think that? Where's that coming from? Right. And again, it was just deeper and deeper into myself and into my body and discovering that my body and and my mind and conscious altogether like, really has all the answers. Right. Dude, I
0: think there's just an important, like on that, like there's levels of awareness, right? So you started, even mentioned it, like there, you start with the mind and you become aware of your thoughts and then eventually you transition into these emotional sort of responses that your body is having. And you start to interlink like, okay, these thoughts that are associated with these bodily responses, and then you have to expand your levels of awareness to actually integrate the body and the wisdom that the body is showing up. And the tools that you might use to get present with the body are very different than the tools you might use to get present with the mind. And it's knowing when to use which And how to actually integrate them into a system or a framework for awareness, which is what it sounds like you've brilliantly sort of over time developed, right? Like, And and it sounds like so you started with meditation. Was that kind of like your first soiree into awareness?
1: I would like to think that to some degree, I've always been fairly aware, right? Not like to the point where I am now. I mean, I'm Orders of magnitude away from that, right? Right. But as I like reflect on my experiences as a kid and everything I went through, and then the mindset I had set that I had going through life, like I would have had to have had some level of awareness to not let all that other stuff affect me and respond in a negative way, right? How can you unpack that for a second? Yeah. Can you unpack like
0: how awareness? at a younger age, allowed you to not allow, you know, childhood experiences to affect you? Can you unpack that? I'd love to understand what you mean.
1: It's not that uh, it was complete self-awareness, right? And it's also not that the events didn't impact me, right? Like the events definitely impacted me, not necessarily how I thought they were at the time. And my self-awareness, as I've discovered, really wasn't there, but I had still this innate, Like I was already headed this direction, if that makes sense. Just naturally being pulled there, there wasn't some like me hitting rock bottom that brought me like, okay, I'm now choosing this, right? I I had this natural, optimistic, grateful attitude, and that has helped yield my ability to go further, deeper, further. So in youth, man, I just, I experienced a lot. So, you know, my mother was... That point is like, you know, a crack whore and I was then orphan, and I went through about everything you can think of against a child, you know, in and out of foster home, like had 14 different families, just a lot of things. Right. So I saw a lot, experienced a lot, went through a lot of torture, neglect, etc. And that went through the majority of my life in some form or another. And I know like when I reflect and then even in the time there wasn't like, I didn't live in this. I hate my life. My life sucks. Like this was just life. I had enough. Again, just innate kind of born with the viewpoint that I could see even when I was young, like, Hey, I don't have control over this. Like this isn't me doing this to me. Right. And so I still had a pretty happy demeanor. And Yes, it affected me in a lot of other ways, which now is what I'm unpacking, but I was naturally growing into this capacity to really head towards being self-aware and really choosing my thoughts and how those affect my life. Because mm. I do see, well, I see words as, as like magic, right? Like they're just so powerful. They, can one single word can take on multiple meanings. It can carry emotion, it can do so much, right? And then the words that we string together, like those are like our spells, our scripts, right? Like we are the magicians. so what we have going through our minds on a regular basis is an example that I explained to my kids as it relates to fear, right? So I'm not a fearful person. That doesn't mean I don't experience fear, right? Mm, yeah. But fear, fear lives in the past. Like I can project it onto the future, right? But the only time I'm fearful is when I'm thinking about something that could potentially happen based off of some trauma or experience I had in the past, whether I'm cognizant of it or not. So mm. in any of the traumatic, like really traumatic and where fear would stem from experiences that I've been in hundred percent of the time when I'm right in the middle of it, I'm not fearful. I'm just reacting. Right. I'm just trying to deal with whatever is happening. And as soon as I'm now then clear of that immediate danger, that immediate situation, and I'm like, I'm processing it. That's when fear or anxiety or whatever can come in. Right. And I'm like, Oh man, this can continue to happen or this person can get me again or whatever it is. So, like I don't have fears of heights, but I have been in situations where I have been fearful in that situation. Like, whoa, like one wrong step and like it's over, right? So I'm I'm very appreciative of the danger present in those things, right? But I'm not fearful of heights because I don't think about heights. If there's something that I was fearful of, I'm like, okay, well, let me just change what I'm thinking of. Now that fear is gone because I'm thinking of whatever else I've chosen to think of. I'm not saying that's always easy. Now it has over time become quite easy for me. But uh, especially if you do have fear, then catching that and shifting your thought away from thinking about what you're fearful of, that takes practice, right? That's not easy. Well, the practice, the practice is being able to separate the feeling
0: and the sensation you have in the body with the memory that's associated with the fear. Like the, the fear is a, is is a story that's interpreting the sensation in your body. Mm -hmm. I might have this weird feeling that's there. My interpretation of it is, let me go back into the past and reflect on, my mind as a subconscious machine is like, let me go find another moment in the past where I felt a similar feeling. Oh yeah, fear. I'm going to attach this story Mm -hmm. and go down that rabbit hole. But the the skill set is actually being able to separate them, feel the sensation, be present with it, and as you mentioned, choose another story, and that's not always easy. That's actually the really? practice of awareness, right? Like that's where all these tools come in. Like, what, and and it's that's actually to, in my eyes like mastery because it's not, for at least in my journey, feasible or it hasn't been feasible to like fully disconnect from my emotions or fully disconnect from my thoughts. Right. It's actually just learning how to engage with both in an integrated way that can serve whatever needs to happen in the present moment.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. And as far as when you're saying like levels of self-awareness, that body aspect, that's been a relative recent addition to me, which has unlocked so much, right? Right. And also setting up, if you will, triggers or uh, packs for dealing with whatever rises, right? My choice to one believe that I have this capability, two to choose to, as I say, transmute into a higher right. So, like, if a negative thought or this self-deprecating thought, or even if it was outwardly directed, some negative thought towards like comes across my mind. There's no like shame, guilt, whatever. It's like it. I'm like, oh, that's interesting, right? So I'm already shifting it towards. Fascination. I'm like, okay, well, where now? I, Powerful. And that yeah. automatically sets me up to then ask further questions. Oh, that's interesting. Where did that come from? Why am I having right? And I'm just then. And again, the choice whether you choose to believe it or not. For me, I choose to believe, and this has helped me unlock further levels for myself. That my subconscious, especially while I am awake communicates to me the only way that it has available to it which is my body so what messages are my body telling me and me trying to interpret that And but that takes practice right because it's yeah, like dude, yeah. so it was really shortly after grad school I had this nanoparticle manufacturing project and I was learning a lot about some of the stuff that scientists around the world and the government and whatever we're working on most over my head, but even back then, they were working on. Well, shortly after that, within five years or so after that, they were working on with AI taking moving a block up and down the screen, right with thought. And what does that involve? Really, that's just measuring your brain waves on a repeated basis as you're doing this activity to then code the program to recognize that brainwave activity to be an upward movement of this block. You know, and in a condensed form, right? Like, but essentially that's kind of the effort that they're going about. And in a lot of ways, like, you know, so I'm I'm almost 39 years old. So for 39 years old, all the subconscious stuff that's been going on my my brain, anything that's been on repeat, anything that's that I've been telling me, whatever story I'm telling myself about myself, about what I can or cannot do, about what, you know, life in general, man, that's getting hardwired repeatedly into into myself. So now becoming aware that every thought that goes, my, all the words, you know, I'm very specific on the words I'm trying to use, even in my thoughts, because whatever's on repeat, whatever is going on in my head, whatever I'm thinking about, that's what I am. You know, and I've, I've had experiences where I'm not necessarily conscious. You could sell, call it a dream state or whatever. And what others would deem as this isn't reality. It could be a movie show, right? But in that instance that is just as real to me as you and I having this conversation now there is no difference in that reality to me right let's just
0: pause there for a second because I don't think that's just you I think like our subconscious runs what like 97% of our brains operating power and to think that our conscious mind the things that we want are actually what's governing the show it's false evidence, right like at the end of the day like Understanding that whether we believe it to be true or not, our subconscious is programmed and we have programming that is running and it is very real to the body. Yes. Right. Even if it's not present in the moment, like if there was a, like a, a traumatic event or, or trauma is a big word, right? Like there's big T right. trauma and then there's like little T trauma of just daily living that the body picks up. And it doesn't matter what the source is. If you're having a present moment trigger or an emotional response to the subconscious, it is just as real as it was 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago when it actually happened. Mm-hmm. And I think that grace and that allowance. And honestly, for me, that is like a part of self love. Like for me, it's been like really being patient with myself. And I think you like said it really beautifully, like when you have those thoughts or those loops show up, those self-deprecating aspects of you, like you're pausing and being like, oh, that's really interesting. Like fascination, right? Like that's actually a practice of self-love, which is really beautiful.
1: And this, my journey now is that of self-love, right? For the last couple of years, it's been very intent on that because I was my worst enemy. I was the meanest person to myself on a regular basis every day. Period. I, got, I would consider myself a really, really great person. I treat people... You're wonderfully. pretty great. You're pretty great, <laughs> Justin. I treat people wonderfully <laughs> and, and by choice, right? But I have been horrible to myself. And I would never say the things to others that I have said to myself, you know, looking in yeah. the mirror or, or whatever it may be, right? But I don't want to hate myself for having done it, right? I don't want to hate myself for any mistake I've made. I've made plenty. I'm going to make more that's part of me. That's part. And I can choose to hate that, or I can choose to love and accept it and learn and grow from it. Right. I can, I've told my kids when they've done something that we've had to have conversations about, right. Like to ideally shift behavior, you know, you have the choice for this to have been something that happened and that you did, or for this to be part of who you are. Right. This action does not define you. What comes Mm. next does. and. For me, I can say all these potentially right things to my kids or whomever, but it was the choice of choosing to believe them and I truly believe them myself, right? And in that journey of of really doing that and and choosing self love, I found I find life even the bad really fascinating because I have a great ability just to extract and you know travel through time, if you will, and uh, you know time is relative to me. So I can see if we look at like even a natural disaster, horrific in nature, right. Uh, For the devastation that it causes. But if you look historically, the beauty that comes from that event on a global level with people coming together and it's beautiful, right? Like I can choose to focus on all that devastation. I can choose. I only have so much time in that thought, right. Or I can choose to focus on the beauty and, and, what it's I, being I aware that i have that choice at 100% of the time all the time and then taking action on it choice. choice 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 choice
0: choice it it, and you're saying and i love that you're keep you keep using that word because to me at least in my journey like it took me a long time to get to a place where i realized i have a choice to respond to anything that is happening in the present moment Like, there might be an unconscious loop that takes me into a spiral of negative thoughts and self-deprecating stories or victim attitudes or whatever it might be. Like, there's an unconscious and being aware of myself doing that, you now give yourself the choice to snap out of it. Yes, You now give yourself the choice to say, okay, I'm not going to engage in that. I'm going to go here. I'm going to choose fascination. I'm going to choose curiosity, which is... I think uh an easier thing to choose than full blown like gratitude well, I, like in the moment me, right
1: like I can choose fascination and intrigue, but I also know that those like choosing that ultimately leads me to gratitude, yes no I, but it's I'm easy for said, me to get into
0: well that's the thing like I think like if somebody's done a full blown trick at least I'm speaking for myself, let me not say somebody I'm speaking for myself like. If I'm in a full-blown trigger and I'm going down the self-deprecating route and I'm engaging, I'm just playing this cheap reality show of victim Raj, like stuck again, like just wallowing. For me, the path out isn't like going straight to gratitude. It's like you said, going to fascination, curiosity, like, oh, that's interesting, Raj. Like, where's that coming from? Why Mm -hmm. is that happening? What is leading to this set of stories, these behaviors, that creates enough space between myself and the unconscious program that's running, which then creates that opportunity to write a new script. Right. Exactly. hundred
1: percent. But you keep bringing up what you do after. Those are choices, right? You're choosing to then follow up that intrigue, that curiosity with a set of questions, Right. If you never ask those questions, you're not actually moving forward in it. And this is going to rise up again, right? I've made the choice first to ask myself those questions because I've chosen to believe that I actually care about my responses to those. Because to Mm. me, I am able to learn and I've chosen this. I want to learn myself better than others. I don't ever want to hear and think that it may be true that someone knows me better than me, right? And so I've chosen to actually care that this is hey, I first I choose to care about where this is coming from, why I'm having this thought, all these things. I'm choosing to ask myself to call, uh to answer these questions. I'm choosing it in this order because I've found that it's easy for me to get into it. And as soon as... I, it's like a, a test. I actually don't mind taking tests. I hate all the lead up to the test. Once I'm actually in the test, I'm just doing it and going through it, right? Or whatever it may be. It's the same thing. Like Once I want to do something, the lead up or there's a big project. Once I start doing it, well, then I just keep doing it for however long I do it. But I can, I can delay it for however long I want and make it this huge, enormous thing. Well, if I start with intrigue and curiosity, because I, I am curious. Where the hell did this come from? Like,
0: well, what's cool is like, and I'd love to ask you, like, what are the values that sit behind the choices you're making? So like, I'm hearing one, which is like, I heard you say it beautifully. I think it was, I don't want anyone else to like, there are certain belief systems that are kind of empowering the choices you're making to be aware, to take ownership to choose fascination, like, can you speak to just some of those beliefs or maybe those values? Like what is actually sitting behind
1: that intrinsic desire to choose the perspectives you have? It's my choice. I mean, in the simplest terms, and I can't go deeper, it's my outlook on life. What do I see as life? What is my role in this life? So it's tied to my spirituality. It's tied to my belief set of this is what I believe is life and what happens after life. And this is what I believe is what our purpose is here on earth as humanity, as an individual going through our, because we're all going through our own individual experience in my, in my view. Right. And we are. So what does that look like? Not the nuance and the uniqueness of it. Like I choose to be a digital marketer versus a basketball player, right? But as a person, as it relates to the global society and humanity as a whole, what is my role in that? So my belief set and everything is tied to that. So it's very spiritual in nature to me and my personal spiritual belief set Really does have this very optimistic outlook, or at least I deem it to be a quite optimistic outlook, or and makes it a lot easier for me to choose certain beliefs that I have. And a lot of what's core to who I am is core to a lot of the major religions in the world, right? Like, which is largely based in love, right? Love for your brethren and don't steal and lie and, and things of that nature, right? Like, I hold true to that as well, but or I believe in those tenets, I should say, strive to follow those those principles. Outside of that, it's my view really on the soul and life and death and what that looks like. For me, that allows me to really... And really, if I take the concept of time and looking at 100 years as so infinitesimally small in comparison to infinity uh, that it's easy for me to remove good and evil as not Mm. like this black and white thing, but this continuum and this ever fluctuating thing that all of us can enter uh, in and out of depending on how we define. Right. I never really had anger, frustration, or hate towards my biological mother. I went to her funeral, I don't know how many years ago, eight years ago or whatever, she had died from an overdose. My biological sister had just happened to somehow find out about it, calls me up, asks if I go, I go to support her, um, meet her brother, and which I didn't even know existed. And We had a conversation and started to learn a little bit more about my mother's past, what may have led her to us being orphans, right? So I discovered like she she was originally from uh, New York area, come from an abusive family. She runs away. I don't know how old she was, maybe you know early, but at 14 she was raped at gunpoint. then she goes to the Midwest. She doesn't know anyone and have um, support system Probably has already been introduced, if not, you know, a user of drugs at that time. My biological father was super abusive. We were in and out of women's shelters. When we were young, he takes off. So now she's a single mother with two infants, young kids, toddlers, no education, this super traumatic past and, you know, no support system. So there's this memory I have. I don't know where we were, but there was this picture that she had put up on like this mantle thing. And remember she was super proud of it. And it was a picture of her having gone through rehab. Now rehab never stuck. She wanted it to, right? She wasn't able to fully remove herself, and she didn't have the support system, etc. She was telling herself she can't do I mean, all the things, and you know, for me, I can see. Yes, I'm. A, I was a result, and all the abuse and trauma that I went through as a, re, you know, a result of her. I can see that, like those things, were actually a result of. Of her past and all these other things, and if you didn't ever hear the rest of her story and see what happened to her and what led her to those events, and you just took my story and my sister's story without the rest of the context you it's not hard to paint her as this really bad person, yeah. However, if you talk to people that know her, whether it was her social workers or whomever it was, my mother, my biological mother, was this amazing, kind, beautiful person, right? Stories and narratives shift depending on the perspective that you choose, how deep you want to go, how much time you give it to frame the story, right? All those are choices. Now, most of those choices we make subconsciously, unconsciously, I wouldn't say subconsciously, but unconsciously. And, but we buy into it, right? Because they're our thoughts, right? And whenever we have a thought, our thoughts, whether we actively do it or not, we are definitely giving credence and clout to our own personal thoughts, right? So... We can believe whatever story we want to believe. For me, that was a great example of a big part of what it is I choose to believe about people in general. And that is framed in a much larger context when I look at infinity. When I look at the soul and what does that look like? What is that definition and how does that look as far as the progression after death? is there one right but my choices on that and my belief set in that is what frames my whole life right as far as what i see as my purpose in life what it is i choose to want to i don't know how that is to manifest a great example is i know and i get a ton of value and joy out of helping others like I, i legit really enjoy it and i want to be of service as much as i can i have ideas on how that would be as far as humanity is concerned but that can manifest in any way. All I have yeah. to do is, you know, I can partner with you or whoever else I've never worked with on a project that, as long as I can tell the story that I believe this is helping someone, then I'm good with that, right? Because that can manifest in so many different ways. And yeah, so I don't know what it looks like in clarity as far as the specific like projects I want to do, but I do know that. I choose to show up and be of as great of, and I want to help people find their happiness, right? I
0: would argue, you know, and this is something I've certainly come to believe about purpose. Purpose is not found in what you do. It's expressed in who you are. And in that expression, there are many expressions. I mean, you, to calculate the impact that you have as a being based on a scoreboard is futile. Because you don't know the impact you had on your Uber driver by leaving yeah. him a good tip. You have no idea the the ripple impact you have of keeping the door open for somebody or looking at someone with kind eyes who's having a terrible day.
1: I haven't like, heard it framed like that again. Will you repeat it?
0: Yeah, purpose is not found in what you do. It's, it's expressed in who you are. Yeah, I like that. And that creates a, a lot more spaciousness to allow – your personal values to shine, right? Like it is truly actually your story, right? You even sharing your story in the way that you are, your perspectives on life and how it informs the compassion you have for your mother. That one expression right there, someone will listen to it, someone might hear it. I'm listening to it right now and it is impacting the way that I think about my own relationship with my mom. Or my own relationship to others and the way that I see my landscape. And so I think that, you know, and, and that's why I keep, when I, when I come back to even the, the original question was, you know, what are the values that sit behind the choices you make? That to me is the greatest, I think, gift that we can leave behind for others. It is to express those values and to share them. And to live into them. And then however the universe, like whatever the manifestation is, it could be business. It could be, it could be anything. It could be art. It could be poetry. It could be service. Like, but the manifestation is actually just a physical, tangible expression of the energetics that sit behind it.
1: Yeah. I, I like it. Yeah.
0: I mean, dude, you're such a G. I, I, like, I'm so loving. Like you're so brilliant, actually, like I'm so grateful that you do have the the desire and in whatever circumstances life whatever life whatever you went through in life to get to this point of you being the human being you are that is curious, that is compassionate, that does have service at the top of your mind, and you're willing to go back and look at yourself and being able to understand the depths of your own um present day experience in a way that articulates uh powerful lessons man um is beautiful uh, well, thank you i'm i'm very grateful and um yeah you're just a f- you're just a really
1: really really smart dude <laughs> <laughs> well, i appreciate um, it yeah i i've been quite fortunate i've been quite fortunate to have the experiences that I've had and super grateful that I had enough awareness, honestly, to, to find good things out of what I went through. Like, yeah, I feel I'm super blessed. I got to see so many different aspects of life in such a condensed amount of time. And that what it did was it opened me up to a larger a larger segment of society, right? Like, and as my life has continued and my circumstances have changed, it's only given me greater depths of gratitude because I can see those who haven't had my experiences or who didn't find the shifts that they needed mentally to move forward from all that trauma that I have been able to have, right? Whether that, was getting education or just expanding my mindset, getting a scholarship to a private college prep school that surrounded me by these, as I deemed back then, these rich kids, right? They didn't know about life. Show me a different perspective than to have failed as an entrepreneur, to have succeeded as an entrepreneur, to have worked for others, to have trained others, to have partied with, you know, billionaires. like. I've seen such a a wide, to have also served with in the military, I have seen such a wide breadth of life that all it's really further cemented for me is that we're all equally human, right? We're all equally going through life on our own journeys, but we're doing it together. And we may not be cognizant that we're doing it together, but as long as we make the choice to recognize that we are As equally human as the person next to us. And we can choose to make this as good of an experience as possible for just, for not just myself, but those who I'm surrounded by. Like that's a choice. I choose that because I can see the humanity. Me seeing the humanity in others is, is, it's a mirror, right? I'm seeing my own humanity. And whether that's good or bad, it's just is and i can appreciate that but what that does is it gives me this greater depth of love and compassion and empathy for everyone else i may not agree Mm. with where they're at on their journey but i agree that they're on their own journey as equally as i am and whether they find it in the short term or whether they find it when they pass they're gonna find their happiness too Mm. right if i can help facilitate that journey for them that's an amazing, and I'm, that's amazing. Like I I am grateful for that capacity. And I have discovered that because I have such depths of trauma, I too went through in witnessing so many different aspects of life that I can sometimes easily relate with others in a way that maybe they're more guarded, but all I care about is the conversation, like I care about the person, yeah. right? I don't need any bit anything from anyone else. Like I'm not seeking I just I just love you, man. You're just <laughs> such a yeah, you're just, you just you're
0: just such a sweet soul and I'm just so grateful that we you know, I'm just very grateful that we got to you know, we could have taken this conversation in a lot of different directions and I'm really glad that it went where it did. And that we got to explore the depths of your heart and your soul in the way that we got to. And and I just, I'm grateful that we get to be in each other's lives, man. You're one of the good ones. And I am just very appreciative of the opportunity to learn from you. Like you're just a, a very brilliant thinker and and a very articulate expresser. Like you express yourself in a very thoughtful and compassionate way. And I'm, I, I I certainly speak for myself and I'm sure others listening that, you know, we very much appreciate just who you are and how you've chosen to show up in this conversation and just in your life. It's uh, very much appreciated.
1: Well, thank you. I would like to think I'm one of the good ones as well, but I also choose to believe that we're all good ones, whether we've realized it yet or not and taken action on it yet or not. Yeah.
0: Justin I got one last question for you brother in the midst of everything you're doing everywhere you've been and everywhere you're going how do you stay grounded
1: Hmm. it's a good question it's a really good question nature I have found nature to be the most consistent source of grounding whether that's walking outside in my grass barefoot going out and just on a sunny day staring at the trees and and nature and listening to the sounds that has definitely been a consist just uh, I can find beauty in the aesthetics of of nature so beauty for me definitely resonates that it's not hard for me to find that grounding with my kids they remind me constantly right because I'm able to see how early they are on their journey when I recognize myself as being early online right there's just orders of magnitude difference in my self-awareness and my reflection, all those things. But what I get from them is just pure, pure anger, pure frustration, pure joy, pure happiness. It's pure. Right. And so whether I would be frustrated or upset or whatever it is about something I did or someone else did or whatever, I can look at them and see how they react to it and all of my baggage is removed. Like they're just reacting and they're just experiencing life and the it's not tainted yet. Right. And that really grounds me to realize like, Oh, I've actually made worse mistakes than them. And I like who I am. Right. But it, increases my patience it increases my understanding and awareness because it drives me inward i can look at them and the things that i may be frustrated about or upset about or even just really love and appreciate about them when they come up and i focus on it like to me it's like it's a mirror that's pointing inward it's like what is this saying to myself why am i focusing on this thing why is this bothering me most times it's like well because it if I did it, it bothered me or why, you know, so then why is that? And it just kind of leads me. So my kids and nature. Wow, man.
0: I just love uh, the simplicity of it all. At the end of the day, it, it can be, it's not always easy, but it can be that simple. And um, I
1: find it to be a lot of the most profound things in life to be super simple oftentimes quite difficult to execute yeah
0: very difficult to execute but quite simple justin brother i just want to thank you again for being here man and for sharing your
1: heart this has been a super fun fun conversation thank you thank you for inviting me i was kind of surprised honestly on the onset but honored to be here honored to have a chat with you as much as you may see the beauty in me, I definitely see it in you and it radiates from mm. me. So I'm, I'm super grateful to have you in my life and any opportunity we get to chat, like I'm down for.
0: Hell yeah, dude. I totally feel that. Well, everybody, that is a wrap for this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I'm your host, Raj. This is your new friend, Justin. And from us, stay grounded. We'll chat soon.